1: Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to this Muslim Girl podcast. My name is Noor and before I get into introducing my guest, I just want to say happy international podcast day. I just actually realized that it was today when I was on Twitter earlier Um, but shout out to all my fellow podcasters and I want to give a special shout out on this episode to two Muslim brothers from the podcast Young and Muslim who are creating really cool content, really cool conversations that I think will be very influential to the Muslim youth, especially Um, the men and the the, the boys. And so make sure you go ahead and check them out. They're on SoundCloud and they have several episodes. So there's a lot of content already up. And now my guest, my guest for today's episode is Rebecca Khan. Rebecca is an inspiring writer and marketing executive at Grand Medina Resorts, which you guys, once you listen into the podcast, you'll hear all about this amazing luxury resort that is muslim and family friendly i won't get into it you just have to listen to the episode um she lives in montreal canada with her husband stepdaughter and two-year-old son Uh, rebecca converted to islam in 2014 and has since spent her time navigating the world as a muslim seeking knowledge and beauty in her faith i really hope you guys enjoy this episode Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I really just want to kind of jump in on the conversation about this resort because I think it sounds fabulous. As a Muslim woman myself, I'm really excited to see what you guys have come up with in terms of, you know, having those accommodations for Muslim families and, you know, Muslim women. Um, I think you told me a little bit about it was your experience traveling as a Muslim and maybe you saw some type of need for certain things. So I don't know if you want to start talking about that.
0: Well, my husband, when I met him, he lived in Barbados. okay. Um, And so obviously, they have a pretty thriving tourism industry there. Mm -hmm. And he would have friends who would want to come down and they'd say, you know, where, where can I eat? That's halal. Is there a place where my wife can go? You know, if she wants some privacy and the answer to all of that. Was pretty much no of course there's a couple halal restaurants but so I think that he saw a need there mm-hmm. and then a couple years ago um, you know he went to the Dominican Republic and he saw like the amazing infrastructure there and the amazing beaches and just kind of everything else that was happening in life um, worked out so that he could start on this project and for me my involvement Um, when, when we were living in Barbados, I actually wasn't Muslim. So I had kind of no understanding of Mm -hmm. those needs beyond, you know, what I, what I saw through him. But then I wore hijab for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. So I remember wanting to go on vacation. Um, and I thought about going to Turkey, but you know, I had one week off work and it's so far Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's quite a bit more expensive because it's Europe. I ended up going to Iceland. So you know, I felt like there was no place for me to just get that relaxing beach vacation that I had experienced it before. (laughs) Exactly. I've, I've done it so many times. It's sort of like, I, I mean, I'm I'm privileged to have done it so many times, but mm. it's sort of a part of our culture in North America. You know, a lot of people, they save up and they go on that one week vacation, whether it's, you know, over March break or over Christmas break, mm-hmm. um, and you just want to go to a resort and just relax and your kids are playing and there's activities for everybody. And as Muslims, we don't really have that, so we end up with these really expensive options where you have to fly to the other side of the world. Mm
1: to get those accommodations or to feel comfortable where you can have like a, you know, a woman's beach area or the halal food and yeah. So it's, it's in the Dominican Republic you said.
0: Yeah. It's about 45 minutes North of Punta Cana airport, which is Punta Cana is actually the number one tourist destination in all of the Caribbean and the airport. um, I believe it has 98 cities in 26 countries don't quote me on those exact numbers, but it has a lot of direct flights from Europe, um, from North America, from all over the world.
1: Nice, which is very helpful, right?
0: For people Yeah, especially are... when your family really want a direct flight.
1: Mm-hmm. So this started about how long ago?
0: About two years ago.
1: Oh, wow. So it's actually made a lot of progress considering, I mean, what's the current status of it now?
0: Um, the land is being purchased and... We're breaking ground, inshallah, in January.
1: That's awesome. I see some of the photos you post on your Instagram, which we'll share that later on so that people can check it out. But it looks beautiful.
0: Yeah, actually, the first time I saw those pictures, when we got them from the architect, I was blown away. First of all, I couldn't Exciting. believe that that was done on software. Right, because then, doesn't it
1: look real? Yeah. I was like, I could have sworn she think, told me in that conversation yeah. they haven't even started building, but it looked real.
0: No, a lot of people message us for bookings, and we're like, no, it doesn't <laughs> exist yet. Um, but yeah, I was I was really blown away, and I was so um, – you know, I was so impressed with the architect. He yeah. went to Cordoba and, you know, really uh, took in the Islamic architecture in Spain and tried to Beautiful. put those things together. And I I can't wait to see it in person. I just imagine walking onto the resort and actually seeing those buildings and, and how special it's going to be.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very special and I think you should probably start adding little disclaimers onto your post just so that you don't get those messages of people trying to book already and letting them know yeah
0: I know I put it in the bio opening February 2020
1: (laughs) um so for example me as a Muslim woman if I wanted to go with some friends there's an area for us correct
0: Yeah, there's going to be a whole women's club. So it's going to be a five-star spa where you can get all the regular spa services. There's going to be a a huge outdoor pool. Um, There's actually an image of it on the website under amenities, um, one of the renderings. And there's going to be a cafe and a prayer area. There's going to be a fitness place and a yoga studio so you can spend the whole day in there. And then, of course, you can go to the beach. If you want to go in the ocean, you know, you, you can put on the burkini and whatever. But if you just want to be in your bathing suit um, and just chill with your girlfriends awesome. or just, you know, even if you're with a family, just ditch your husband <laughs> and drop Definitely. your kids off at the kids club and go lay by the pool. Yeah. yeah. Because I I don't think
1: that there's any accommodations like that really anywhere, especially like, I mean, I I know in the United States, it's really hard sometimes to get segregated areas just because of like laws and stuff like that here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, Like even gyms here, like I go to an all-woman's gym and although it's advertised, it's called Total Woman and it's advertised as an all-woman's gym, technically, legally, they cannot um, turn down a male if he wanted to join the gym.
0: Well, I've had men who worked at the gym like as cleaners or something actually come into the women's section before when I've been working out. And this happened at two different gyms mm-hmm. um, when I was working out without my hijab. So, yeah, you, you never have that guarantee. Yeah, especially and I think because like they being, don't know. Yeah, exactly. They don't know. They, they think it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously all the employees – are going to be trained, uh, sensitivity trained in like what Muslims need. A lot of them will be Muslim, but I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to fill the entire (laughs) resort with Muslim employees. Um, but they're going to know, and they're going to know, you know, about not taking photos. There's going to be those kinds of rules. So.
1: Yeah. I think, um, for me, like at, at the, at my gym, it's, I've had to build long relationships over the years that I've been there with the, owner and with the employees there to the point where they kind of know why I wear the hijab and kind of you know obviously if I'm wearing it only when there's men present then they know when someone's coming in to do some type of maintenance because they only employ females but if they're doing maintenance they'll always give me a heads up and so that way I can yeah that's you know so you said February 2020?
0: yeah, so it would be not this winter, but next winter. and that's conservative. Um, we don't want anybody to be disappointed, obviously, if we put an earlier opening date and then we open later. So we'd rather be conservative. Um it's possible. it could open sooner. Construction happens really quickly down there. These guys are professionals at putting resorts up. It's unbelievable, Maybe. yeah, compared huge. to yeah, no, but compared to the amount of time it takes just to put a condo up in my city in Montreal, <laughs> it takes, like, half the time to put up a 620-room resort with all the amenities. It's crazy. So are So, you... inshallah, oh, it'll great. be open sooner, but...
1: Inshallah. Are you involved with any type of um, decision-making when it comes to aesthetic?
0: Like, me personally?
1: Yeah. Um, Do you, like, look at things and just kind of look at your husband and like, this would be really nice like this.
0: For sure. Obviously, I I think I have a lot to say, maybe you'd have to ask him. But um, Yeah, even, I mean, we had the opportunity, and we will, obviously, as we continue with the architect to go back and forth. But when I saw what he put out, I was just like, nope, that's perfect. Um, I, I hope that I have the time to have some input into like the women's area and stuff but we're also going to be hiring professionals for that and and they will be muslim like i want to find a really amazing muslim woman to design and manage that spa That's and that so women's club
1: great to hear because especially well one as a muslim woman she'll know what kind of amenities to provide you know but also to to give that opportunity to someone is pretty amazing, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I think that's gonna be another actually really cool aspect of the resort that people don't really think of, um, is that w- we're gonna be providing some really cool jobs mm-hmm. to Muslims and to Muslim women, especially, who maybe don't get the opportunity. So in the Dominican Republic, they have a Muslim population there and there are women who wear hijab and they find it very difficult to get jobs. They can't get jobs at resorts. Wow, I didn't even um, know Which that. is the main industry, is tourism, of course and um it's it's a mainly catholic country so you know it's a it's not so common it's a bit misunderstood i went down there and i wore hijab and i felt perfectly comfortable but yeah as far as getting jobs they have difficulty so we've said you know every muslim on that island can come work at our resort and and the pay is going to be fair and the benefits are going to be good and like it's to make like a truly Islamic resort, it's not just about no alcohol, halal food. You know, you have to have your ethics like, have to really, be lined too. Exactly, you have to have the right intentions towards your employees and to your customers and and everything. So, Inshallah, like everything we do is going to be good.
1: Oh, that's very actually heartwarming because I imagine how if it is very difficult to find a job to be able to be provided the opportunity in a place where you're gonna feel comfortable wearing your hijab you're gonna know that those people aren't gonna look at you like you're different or you know that it might become an issue
0: yeah and it's gonna be amazing to the other people um in the dominican too right they're gonna see like this great resort and and the way that like everybody's treated fairly there especially for Um, the
1: ones that do get employed that aren't muslim and they see
0: yeah the treatment inshallah
1: so what about non-muslims i mean obviously they can come to the resort right
0: yeah, of course. Absolutely. And, and we expect that there will be some people who come, you know, maybe some people just don't want to be around alcohol for whatever personal reason. Mm-hmm. Or there may be other religions who are also conservative, who share conservative values when it comes to, you know, wanting a bit more privacy for women, or not wanting alcohol, or, you know, no topless women on the beach kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I do expect that there will be non-Muslims there.
1: Or women who want to go on a vacation and not feel like they have to be bothered by men when they're out wanting just to have a good time with their friends. Yeah.
0: You know. Oh, before I was Muslim, I would have loved to go to, like, a women's-only area and just lay by the pool without having anybody staring at you, really.
1: I mean, I have a lot of friends who are non-Muslim, and they say all the time that they really do not like that environment. And it's really personal choice and preference. But there's definitely, I think... An appeal to non-Muslims in that in that type of atmosphere, whether it's you know um, for family or for you know women themselves. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think they'll have to be pretty open-minded, obviously, because they're going to be surrounded by Muslims. So I'm, I'm sure the people who come are going to be people who are comfortable. Yeah, I'm sure they'll with Muslims. Know, like they're <laughs>
1: yeah. Researching it because of all the the language yeah. that's used about you know halal and women's only. Yeah. And,
0: but yeah, I think it. Space. I think it will be cool to, you know, even. I'm really excited about having retreats down there and conventions, and I think it would be cool to have like a sort of interfaith retreat. I love stuff like that. I so I love
1: interfaith stuff. Being that Muslim voice, if it's not present, because if it's not, then you're kind of leaving this empty space and gap where people aren't able to communicate or ask or engage in discourse about. Especially, I feel like Muslim women conversation, uh, you know, experiences yeah. and. in in dialogue because that's sometimes even less available to some people and when I do you know present myself or make myself available usually people are still hesitant to to ask certain questions and I always say no matter how ridiculous you may think it sounds ask me because I won't be offended I'd rather you ask me because I know you're you're curious Um, but I'd rather you know the answer than to walk away still having that assumption well yeah you know
0: of course no I was actually um I went to like a bible study group well there was a Jewish guy there too but it was just Christians (laughs) otherwise and I thought it was so cool because we were uh gosh what were we talking about I think it was the story of David and it was like well actually this is something we all believe in and this is a story we can all talk about and we can find like the similarities and and yeah they were all kind of shocked that I was Muslim. So it's also cool to say, Yeah, yeah, well Muslims we all we look different too and, you know, we're not all the same. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Definitely, um, being a part of different types of uh, religious groups, especially ones obviously that are open to like interfaith dialogue and stuff, is really important because that you're right. Like, not a lot of people know how much our books are similar i mean they kind of stem from within each other so obviously yeah. all the prophets and those those prophecies are are very similar and so when people find out that muslims believe in jesus and believe in you know mary the virgin mary and all that stuff and they're just kind of like oh they're assuming it's something so different but yeah it's just it's a lack of exposure i w- i would say or at least the not not the right type of exposure cuz obviously there's exposure to on muslims today but unfortunately it's not always in the best light
0: yeah, not the right type. So I think it would be really cool to have some interfaith retreats and things like that. I I hope that you know, but in a few years, uh, my son will be older, and I think I'll have more time to maybe even organize some of those myself.
1: Yeah,
0: I think it's going to be a really cool space for that.
1: Yeah, definitely T- take advantage of it. You know.
0: It's yeah. There.
1: Um. So you also have a blog, right? I I I saw it. I was reading some of your articles, and um. Yeah. I love how raw and kind of open you are with some of the stuff that you talk about but what inspired you to start sharing kind of your story
0: um you know what I was listening to this podcast that I cannot remember the name of anymore because I'm a mother and I don't have any brain cells left (laughs) and it was just like a guy talking about his story and I was like oh I could do that yeah I should write I've always really enjoyed writing and um, it's something that you really have to make time for. In fact, I'm sure you can see on my blog that I haven't posted something in a long time. But I mean, you make time for, you just, you, you have to make time for the things that you want to make time for. And then I just, I, I think I, I posted a few things and I just got such a really cool response, especially from other converts who were like, oh wow, I feel that same way. And like, this really helped me. And and. I think it's important to maybe talk about some things that other people don't feel comfortable talking about, mm-hmm. especially younger girls. I, a lot of people message me on social media that are like younger girls because me, I just don't like I don't care about what other people think anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel free. Just I mean, I can kind of say whatever I want and whatever I'm You're feeling. Like in a more I, secure I, place. Yeah, like I have my f- husband, I've got my kid. Like I I have my my family and my close friends and other people's opinions don't really matter that much to me. So so I I think that allows me to be really honest. Um and yeah, I think people appreciate that and I think it helps them just to know that somebody else is feeling the same way. When I first converted actually, I googled converting to Islam so much I watched all the YouTube videos of Mm -hmm. people that would post their conversion stories because you just want to feel like you're not crazy um and that also you can do it you're like oh well if she can do it and she's still normal like she didn't go crazy and become some sort of extremist or whatever because you know you, you I don't know you get worried about weird things like that
1: yeah no I'm sure
0: and like oh she's still living a normal life and she's happy and like you know she's she is allowed and to no wear tenure, pants right? if like, she wants have to. to fit
1: into a box
0: yeah and,
1: you know and and I've seen that within converts within my own community where um unfortunately and I mean this is my personal opinion but the, kind of overnight they made a switch and it was a drastic switch especially in the way that they dressed and I always felt like you you take baby steps because the first thing is like yeah. what's here right your your faith everything else is just going to roll out and due time when it's time. But to try to fit the picture or of what it's supposed to look like, I feel like sometimes um, introduces challenges later on, which, you know, I've seen, but there's definitely a lot of power in sharing your story.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happened to me is, I, although I actually took it quite slow, I made a lot of changes before I officially converted in, in the way I dressed in the way, you know, when it, came to drinking or eating, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then still you you have this immense pressure to be a perfect Muslim because it's like if I'm choosing Islam, then I'm a hypocrite if I don't do it, you know, quote unquote, right. Mm-hmm. And so I think almost every convert I've ever spoken to has been through that phase. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they, they get to a point like I did where you just say, okay, I need to step back and figure out like what Islam actually is to me, like in my heart and in my soul, and not just about like the rules that I'm following because I'm trying to fit in or trying to be perfect. Or, you know, I see a, a lot of people get pressured to even change their name or just yeah. start dressing um, in a different way, not modestly, but like in just a different culture, mm. which to me saying. is like, It's totally cool if you want to wear that, but you don't have to. You don't have to look look Arab. You don't have to look Pakistani. Like, you can be, like, a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, white girl wearing jeans, and, like, you're still Muslim.
1: Exactly. And so do you plan on working on your blog more and kind of expanding that?
0: I do. I really want to get back to writing. I'm just so busy with the resort right now. I um. I took on the managing ISNA when we went to Houston at, mm-hmm. at the end of August. We were the premier sponsor there. So that was a lot of work all summer. And then that kind of just flowed into me taking on the marketing role. And so when I'm not with my son, I'm working. <laughs> so, so I, I try. I, I, I keep up with my Instagram because it's a lot shorter. You know, I can write a post in like 10 or 15 minutes. And I I, I still get like the satisfaction of, of talking to people and, and letting, you know, my and thoughts conversations out. Conversations
1: with people and their responses or questions.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to write from a really honest point, And I, I don't think I could write from any other perspective. So we'll see how that goes when I have a little bit more time. <laughs> sure. well, uh, I think like uh, once the shovel hits the ground, we'll have a lot more people on the team. So
1: and that way, you'll have a little bit more time to kind of focus on things that you'd want to do.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I, hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's fun though. It's really fun. I'm meeting some really interesting people, and uh, I'm going to New York uh, October 9th to the Muslims of the World the book signing. I'm not sure if you mm-hmm. know Sajab, but
1: Yes, yeah, I do, so. and I saw your your name on the that you were attending. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah, so I get to do some fun stuff, and and I get to not just be a mom, which yeah. is um. No, I love being a mom, but sometimes it's cool to be like a person know, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I'm an adult, and look at my clothes. They have no bananas on them or like no stains. Yeah, so. my sister
1: was the same way when she first had her first daughter. She couldn't keep clean clothes for a whole day. She's like, I don't know what that was what that's like anymore.
0: No, this shirt I'm wearing now is just i I mean. I can't. Say I don't anything, know. So you're sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't even bother. I just go out with a stain on my shirt, and as long as I'm with my son, I'm like, They're "Well, right. no one's gonna." Judge me. Oh, <laughs> they no, understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I also feel like it's pretty incredible how, and I don't know if if you feel the same way, but um, obviously social media is a huge push when it comes to creating these kind of communities where we wouldn't otherwise have them because it really brings people from various dif- distances together and so it's amazing to see the Muslim communities coming together and the type of people you'll meet um like just as, as as fast as I've you know been able to meet you and and learn about what you're doing and as a woman it's like I don't know I, I find it just kind of really incredible because it's it's allowed me as a Muslim woman to feel a lot more comfortable with myself, my experiences just being exposed to otherwise I think in my community, which is it's a little diverse, but I'm I'm from a large Yemeni community and so I wonder sometimes how different I would have came out if I wasn't exposed to that. So you you know you talk about going to this Muslims of the world event, you're probably gonna be in a room full of all walks of life and Muslims and non Muslims. I think that's that's so incredible.
0: Yeah. I I think the internet is amazing Mm -hmm. for that. Actually, I mean, there's a very dark side to it, too. Yeah. Um, but I have discovered such a vibrant Muslim community, especially on Instagram and mm-hmm. especially the women. I have connected with a lot of very cool people. And then even people who I don't speak to, I just see the amazing things that they're doing. Um, and it's also, like, it's, it's a very easy way to connect to people mm-hmm. because you don't necessarily have the time to go out and meet people in your city or you don't even know where to begin or where you would find those people or if they're going to events or whatever it is. So it's like you can kind of all gather in this space. And, you know, people say that social media is so negative and this and that. on my personal page, for every, like, one negative comment, there's a thousand positive ones. Like, I have received so little negativity. And when someone does, a whole bunch of people, like – get on them <laughs> for their <laughs> negative comments. So it's – no, I, I think it's really cool. And it's really – it's given me confidence also just in our community that, you know, we're making positive changes, especially the younger generation.
1: Yeah. I feel, I mean, I feel like social media is definitely a tool and, it, and how you use it is going – to kind of depend on the reactions you get negativity is a given i think (laughs) that there's always going to be at least one person but i think a one to fifty ratio is is not bad at all and i really do think that if you're just a positive person who is putting out positive things then that's you know that's what's going to be reciprocated. I think that's just so incredible, you know. It, it is. I don't think my my parents ever had that experience, you know. Well, yeah,
0: you you get to be exposed to so many different types of people, like you were saying before, from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, usually, the people that we surround ourselves with are quite similar to us. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, like, an education level or, you know, socioeconomic. It's just, like, that's just the way it is. You know, you have the certain people in your neighborhood or at your school Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or, um, you know, I've noticed in my city, a lot of the Muslims, like, they kind of are together by ethnicity, Mm -hmm. especially at the mosque. It's like, well, this is a Pakistani mosque and this is like a, you know, like a Somali mosque. And so you don't really have those barriers online. Yeah. Unless you make them. Right. Again, it's you a tool. It's like, you I guess, it. I guess they are there, but yeah. But if, if you're like you said, if you're out there being positive and, and, you know, looking for those connections, you can definitely find them.
1: Yeah, definitely. So is there anything else you would like to add in terms of anything that we've talked about? Um, anything maybe you didn't touch on?
0: Um, I don't think so. I mean, as far as the resort goes, like, I feel like it's a pretty simple concept, right? It's like, it's like a classic resort, luxury resort that is, we're going to be catering to Muslims. So like we said, the halal food, the the women's club, the no alcohol, there's going to be a huge prayer center. We're calling it a prayer center instead of a mosque because it's, you know, it's inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, And... We're going to be able to have lots of events down there. Weddings. I think weddings are going to be really big. <laughs> I know like be so nice. Muslim weddings are
1: really hard. I can already imagine all the color.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to have to hire some really amazing wedding planners down there. Um, but yeah, no, like the response has been really, really supportive. Not just the people who want to come, but people who are saying like, you know, it's it's so cool to see that, like, Muslims are doing this.
1: I mean, I that, love the idea, and I'm so supportive of it. You know, obviously, I, I wanted you on the podcast to talk about it because I think it's such a – it's something, honestly, I've never thought about, but I'm not very well-traveled, and at least not in in the sense of, you know, very um, tropical places. And so – but also, I've never had the experience of – you know, I just always have grown up thinking, okay, I'm a hijabi. It's really hard to find a place like this. Like You almost don't even think yeah. about it, you know.
0: Yeah, or you're like, well, maybe I'll go to Malaysia one day. Yeah. Which is great. I mean I would love to go to Malaysia. But, but it's far. <laughs> it's far and it's expensive. Yeah. It's not it's just not accessible. So yeah. I, I think a lot of people didn't realize that there you know, there is this huge market. Um there are so many Muslims in North America and in Europe, honestly. I can imagine. And you know, a lot of a lot of families and a lot of professionals. I think, yeah. Inshallah, it's going to be a success. I can't. Me neither.
1: (laughs) What it looks like? I mean, obviously, I already know what it looks like, but when it actually is like legitimately, you know, concrete and you can see it, and I think it's going to be pretty amazing. I mean, I I applaud you guys for, you know, your husband for putting in his uh, business hat on.
0: Well, this is his dream. Honestly, he has worked so hard. Like, there's no way that this is about money or anything like that. Like, this is his dream. He loves the Caribbean. He is made to be by the ocean. He hates the winter. Loves, like, that relaxed island life. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's really cool seeing somebody really achieving, like, such a a big dream. Like, a life goal. And watching him do it, like from from scratch, um, and the work, and like the love and the dedication that he's put in, it's it's been really special. I, I can't actually. I think when we first walk onto the resort when it's built, I just want to see his face. Oh, like, wow! Like you know, I put this here. How the cool is that? Labor, it's like an yeah. artist, right? Yeah. You know, you you look at your piece of art and you're like, oh, I made this. You're like, this is here because like I worked hard. I think that's really cool.
1: And all because of, uh, you know, a small seed of an idea.
0: Yeah. It's amazing to grow, so. can do if they have the determination. <laughs> My husband has a lot of determination. Well,
1: that's key, right? Because, I mean, we can yeah. all have ideas, but if we're not determined or willing to put in the work, and, I mean, it's hard work. I'm sure you've seen yeah. what he's probably had to put forth in terms of not just financially, but effort and mental capacity to like take on such a big idea
0: and business Well and I nature. hope that that inspires other Muslim entrepreneurs too, you know, saying like there is a market like within our community and you can do it and you can get the support and you know, you just you got to at least try.
1: Yeah, that's true. Very cool. So, um where can anyone that's listening to this find information about the resort? And you guys have a website and an Instagram? Yeah.
0: So the best place is owngrandmedina.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all of our images up there. We have information about vacation ownership. We have all the amenities and information about the Dominican Republic. And our Instagram is Grand Medina Resorts. And it's Grand Medina Resorts on Facebook, too. And then do you want to share your I- personal? Sure. So my personal Instagram is Rebecca.com, kha k h a n. I think that's that. I had to change it when I took off my hijab. <laughs> it, used to be, it used to be Veiled Blonde, which I really liked, and then I just thought, well, this isn't working anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it's Rebecca.com, and the uh, my blog is still veiledblonde.com because I paid for that domain name, and I'm going to use it.
1: <laughs> sure. You know, veiled could be very abstract as well. It doesn't have to mean it's true. many things. It's just-
0: yeah, that's what I said, too. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to change it, and then I'm going to change it to my name, and then it will just be my name forever because my name's not going to change. True. Inshallah. Well, Inshallah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. I think I learned more about the resort, so I'm even more excited than I was. Um, I'll have all the information in terms of, like, the website and the Instagram page um, on the, any post that I have and on the website, so – if anyone is interested, um, they can go there um, and just kind of, I guess, keep an eye out, right? 2020-ish or?
0: Yeah, we're going to be posting all the updates. Like, yes. I do the social media, so as things progress, like, we'll be posting everything and, like, all the different events that we go to. We're going to be, like, uh, at all the big events, basically, RIS and ICNA. We're at ISNA and- yeah. So I
1: think it's going to so, yeah. become something that, that people are going to be more and more familiar with in time because you're obviously putting in the work. To, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: No, everybody, I mean, especially the way our community, like, spreads so, information.
1: Sometimes <laughs> in a good way. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, this would be in a good way. I'm sh- I'm sure <laughs> that everybody, inshallah, going to hear about this resort. Oh. Whether they want to go or not, they're going to hear about it. Inshallah. <laughs> well,
1: they can follow, like you said, the Instagram page and visit the website if they're have any interests, um, in it and that way they can kind of keep updated and know how things. Yeah. Are sign up
0: for the newsletter or if you have a question, you oh, could, perfect. There I there mean, you could, newsletter. yeah, you could DM, um, Gramatina Resorts or you can DM me or fill out the, uh, contact us form with any questions.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'm already kind of planning out my 2020 vacation so hopefully if it's done by then i think it's I know it's not where I'm going. That far away it's not honestly like, if you think about it it's we have what three months 90 days left in 2018 so yeah
0: it's like it's, like you're it's not blank this winter and it's but next winter. winter yeah yeah
1: that's kind of crazy actually it is
0: crazy. yeah
1: <laughs> but inshallah i'm excited thank you for listening in and i hope you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like and follow this muslim girl podcast on all social media platforms instagram facebook and twitter also check out the blog ThisMuslimgirl.com for all content information from this and all previous episodes
0: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in
1: line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office